If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, let the game begin. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic. And from that topic, we come up with a plethora of ideas on how to get rich very quickly. And we give them to you. Yeah. We just put them out there on the airwaves free of charge. Not like these hustlers on the interwebs that try to get you to come to our seminars no. to listen to our podcast where all we talk about is the same goddamn thing, money-making scheme over and over again. Mm-mm. We don't have any fancy names for our thing. We don't call it like the 10 times Solution or the Flippin' Be Rich. No, we're Get Rich Quick. Yeah. That's all we do. That's all we're what we're all about. Yeah. You take our ideas. Yeah. You get rich off of them. You yeah. get inspired by this podcast. Oh. Then you take the ideas that inspire you, the topics that inspire you. You get rich quickly. See how I just integrate that in there? Uh, it, it, how our name is integrated into what it is that wizard, we do. An explaining wizard, Josh. I'm an explaining wizard. I should be a professional explainer. Oh. Yeah. Um, you get incredibly rich. You make that money, money, money. And then, and only then, it's like a restaurant experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't pay for your food in advance. No. Nope. You don't pay for the service in advance. No. You get it. And if it's a if it's good service. McDonald's, you pay in advance. Well, that's true. You make a good and point. And pizza. Okay, you make Any a good out, point. Really. Yeah, take out. But let's say you're going to a fine dining uh, restaurant because that's what we are. We're the fine dining yeah. of money making exactly. schemes. We're not, uh, you know, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. No. We're, uh, no. do you have some great poupon Dijon? Yeah. That's who we are. Yeah, no lettuce, hold your pickles. No, we're A1 steak sauce added on there. Price is no yeah. object. For free. We're like the, yeah, I want chives and sour cream on my baked potato. That's what we are. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, where the fuck did I get, like, you <laughs> completely derailed me. You're too easy to be derailed. Uh, because uh, I have no memory. Wizard, but a keeping track of things, <laughs> not wizard level right. yet. I'm You're working. A, I'm, we, we've all got our things, Josh. I am the keeping track of thing wizard apprentice. Yes. That's what I am. Yes. Um. Anyway, I was saying it's like a restaurant, a okay. fine dining experience. Start back at the beginning. You go in, you order, you get your food. If it's terrible, what happens? You don't tip. No. If your service is terrible, what happens? You don't tip. You complain. The manager maybe takes items off of your uh, off of your bill. Yeah. Right? You don't just say, hey, I'm going to give you $300 for this meal up front, and then it's just shit. You know? That's not how it works. Non-satisfying. That's right. That's not how it works, and that's what we do. You take the idea, you get rich. Once you're satisfied with your riches, 
then you throw a little something our way. And what do they do, Noel? What they do is after you're rich, after, after, as, as Jeff said, we're not like those other jerks. We don't say, give us a whole bunch of money for the secret. And then you give them a bunch of money and they say, the secret is you got to give me a bunch of money for another secret. That's right. You just keep going like that. No. Isn't that what we, the book, The Secret, is all about? Isn't that what it is does, it? essentially? I don't know. I think so. We lay it on the line. We give it to you up front. You get rich, filthy rich, crazy rich. And after you're rich, you say, hey, I did not get here on my own. Who are those guys again who didn't gouge me? Oh, yes. The fantastic Josh and Noel, who I love. Uh, I need to give them a little something back. I need to give them 10% of everything I have made. Our, our effects board is us. working overtime. Yeah, no, it was, it, we're going high tech. Uh huh. You heard what he said, people. Tithe us, tip us, whatever you want to call it. Ten percent. And you know there are people out After there. You're rich. Get rich. <clears throat> you know there are people out there that owe us money. So yeah. those of you who, if you're still listening, because you don't need to anymore, but you know, once you're rich, you're always looking for ways to get more rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe you're looking at like, man, that the, that last idea I got so super sickly wealthy on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to listen up and maybe get super sickly wealthy more. That's right, but pay us first. Of what you owe us from the first of time. Of what you owe us from the first time. Yeah. Not not from the second yeah, time. Yeah, no. Second time, if you get super additionally super sickly additionally, we- wealthy rich, then you throw us another 10% of that money. It's pretty easy, guys. Pretty straightforward. I don't see what the problem is, and yeah. I don't see why after 25 years of doing this show, we have not gotten a check yet. <laughs> after 25 years. That's just what it feels like, uh, talking to you every week. Wow. Anyway, Noel, yeah. this is the point of the show where I look you dead in the eyes. Yes. And I want you guys to think about Noel's face oh. and me looking him dead in the eyes, and he melts a little bit. Noel's a very, a, very much a beta male. He gets very like if I what are you talking if about? I stare him dead in the eyes, he sees it as a challenge. Dude, and, I'll punch you. And he melts a little bit. I will he gets very meek. You. He his shoulders roll down. He sort of looks away from me a lot. I'm a puncher. But it's okay. Um yeah, in the same way that like babies are punchers. Wow. Anyway. Anyway. How's your week been, man? Yeah, it's been all right. Uh so a couple things I'm thinking about. Uh oh. I, I, this is something I realized uh, I've been seeing more and more of. Mm-hmm. And then when I was finalizing my schemes for tonight, mm-hmm. I realized that now I'm at work and seeing the same thing. And I want to I want to poll. Is this something that's happening to everyone or just to me? And it's followed me from home to work somehow as well, mm-hmm. which is all over the Internet. I am seeing these horrific ads for earwax. And they say, uh, earwax can cause hearing loss and memory loss. Try this simple memory loss. fix. Yeah, that's what it says. To remove earwax, and it's got uh, some like tweezers pulling out an earwax like the size of a small animal what train from do you someone's take? ear. What? What train do you take? What do you mean, what train? You said you see it on the train, didn't no, you? No, I see it at home. I see oh, it at see work. It at home. On, on my browser. Oh, okay. I've never seen this. Really? Yeah. So somehow, something I've done on the internet has pegged me as the earwax mm-hmm. guy then. 
And it's also tied in either I've also exhibited that same behavior from work and they're like, this other guy's also the earwax guy. Mm-hmm. Or they've tied me together and they're like, this is one earwax guy. But what is it? I'm not Googling how do I clean my ears. Did at some point you uh, and and Nan have uh-huh. a conversation about earwax or hearing loss uh, and your phone picked up on it? I don't know. Maybe. Do you guys have Alexa? Uh, we do. You know, that's listening to you all the time. Nah. I don't know about that. Well, no, it is. It's it's listening for you to say the magic words. No, it's not. Okay. We Deb has a cousin who is very was was very integral in dealing with Alexa in okay. her business all right. in the company she worked for, and uh, she got rid of all of her home devices okay. because she says a hundred percent Google Home Alexa. Well, they are listening to everything you're even saying. Even if I did mm-hmm. mention something about my ear, mm-hmm. I'm sure I have mentioned many, many higher ticket items than a way to clear, clean your ears. I don't that know. That could be used for advertising about The question me. isn't about higher ticket items. It's just, you know, what's being uh, algorithmed at the time. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, sometimes I've uh, mentioned Hawaii and Uh Hawaii pops up. And sometimes I've mentioned chocolate milk and chocolate milk pops up. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like it's never uh, it's they make the same money on the advertisement regardless. Okay. You know. All right. Um, I will say that a good friend of mine's wife had uh, uh, a. Earwax? A major earwax removal. She was having some hearing loss, and she didn't understand why, and she went to the ENT, and he was like, you're just completely clogged with earwax. But they pull it all out with a hose. They just put like a high suction thing down there. Not according to these ads. It's a tweezer, and they pull it out like it's an earthworm. Yeah, well, that's nasty. Yeah. But, you know, she said a lot. You could also do candling. I heard that that's fake. I mean, you know, it's hard to tell because... The the candle that they use, the cone that they use, mm-hmm. is uh, is is basically paper that's been uh, dipped in wax. Okay, and that's what I guess keeps it aflame is yeah. the wax somehow. And so people believe that it what it is is that melted wax building up in the bottom, and it's not your actual earwax. Yeah. But then the concept of it doesn't seem so far off in that you have this cone that's got fire going, and it creates makes suction, right? Uh-huh. It creates a vacuum. And it's supposedly pulling the wax out of your okay. ear, which is what they're doing with these wax uh, uh, suckers that they put in your ear. I did not too long ago have a pimple way inside my ear and that you, I'm sure I mentioned. Yeah, so there Actually, you go. Actually, I know I mentioned. Yeah, there you go. That, All right. That, I guarantee you that's where it came up Okay, from. they're listening to me then. Yeah, uh, of course the, they are. Have you not experienced that before, The your phone listening no. to you? And you know what? I, I've, I've heard shows that have investigated that. And uh, and they've always come up with the same answer, which is, nope, they're not listening to you. Uh, it is just that you are not as hard to predict as you think you are. And the other things you're doing are indicating uh, the things that you're sure that could only be listened to. 
I don't know, man. I've had too many situations where, like, literally seconds after I just am talking about something, mm-hmm. it pops up on one of my feeds. Yeah. And, and you know, with no necessarily, like, indication that I would be thinking about that. You know what I mean? Some things where it's sort of like, why the hell? And it's like, oh, I guess they're geo-tracking me or something like yeah. that, where, like, I get a gas station ad sure. two seconds after I've pulled into a gas station. Yeah. Too late, you're already at the gas station. Right, exactly. But they don't <laughs> care. It's an ad for the gas station I'm in. Yeah. But um, uh, uh, there have been certain things where it's like there's no no good reason. Okay. I mean, as predictable as I may be, and I'm not saying I'm not. I'm pretty predictable. Well, the earwax thing is freaky deaky to me. Yeah. Well, you're pretty predictable. Yeah. Maybe it just knows you need to get your earwax sucked out maybe have you been having problems hearing recently been feeling stuffed what no Uh, anyway and the other thing Mm -hmm. so with the uh the onslaught of coronavirus that is belting new york you've stopped drinking corona beer no (laughs) uh i never i don't like corona uh but unless if it's a super hot day Corona uh-huh. can be all right. Um, it's like water. Yeah, exactly. With um, some f- refreshing lime in it. That uh, so the sudden thing is, you know, wash your hands constantly. Don't touch your face, which is a hard one. Yeah, it's impossible. Uh, but the real thing is, don't touch things. Right. So I have on on the way. Here from work, I, I realize how little I touch things, and maybe it's New York that intentionally, makes it good for this. like like how li- little you touch things normally, or how little you're anyway. Uh, oh, well, uh, are you a germaphobe? No, I'm not. I'm not. You're just a like don't touch I, me person. Well, you know what? I think no, no, no. You know what? I hadn't started this during Ebola. I just realized when Ebola came that I already did it, and I'm not sure where I picked it up. Is on the subway. 90% of the time, if I have to stand and I have to grab a pole, mm-hmm. unless there's a real space issue and I've just got to grab what I can, uh, I actually hook my wrist around the pole. I find that what I do is I go to the uh, 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 where the door is, where mm-hmm. the uh, 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 door between cars is, yeah. and I stand there with my back up against that door. Okay, so you're the guy that blocks the door. Uh, no, the door between cars, okay. not the door, oh, okay. not the door yeah, that yeah. That's I'm not. Good place. Yeah, and then I don't have to hold on to anything unless there's a big jerk or jolt or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so on my way to work, uh, so this is leaving my apartment, going to a place to get coffee, and going to work. All I touch, taking the subway, all I touch is uh, my cup of coffee I buy. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't on me to begin with. Yeah, okay. The cup of coffee on, that I buy, the milk container to pour milk in it, mm-hmm. and the door to my office building that you need to push open. Right. Well, that's a fucking... Or pull open. Yeah, that door alone is... But then I go upstairs and wash my hands, and I've okay. only touched three Whatever. things. Good for you. Congratulations. And then when I came here, uh, so from Midtown down here, took the subway, nothing. Didn't touch anything. Okay. Absolutely great. nothing. Congratulations. Yeah. The only thing I've touched before I came down here was you made me touch your phone. 
well, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I'm sure of all things. Just but that's just filthy. That's yeah, exactly. That's just filthy from other things. Um, yeah. You know, and but, you I, but I'm about, pretty good at not touching You forgot about how things. much you touch yourself when you go and jerk off in the bathroom at work. I don't. Five, t- I six don't touch times it. A day. It's all mental. <laughs> it's all mental. <laughs> I've trained my uh-huh. mind and my muscles. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I wish that were the case. That would be hysterical if that's what you did. <laughs> um, I uh, 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 I had a story to tell and I forgot it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So that oh, that's what I. This is the story. Oh. So I learned not to hold on to poles, okay. and handles and things ages ago when yeah. I was a young man. I feel like it's a it's a simple thing you learn in New York. Is w- when I uh, uh, subway's filthy. Officially moved up to New York when I was twelve years old. Uh-huh. I used to take the bus. I, I didn't. I didn't fully understand the uh, 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 the filth, the subway. Yeah, like I was, af- I was definitely afraid I would get lost on oh, the subway. Oh, okay. Um, like if I was on a bus, I was above ground, so I could see, like if I passed my happening. stop, where I was, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so for the first year or so that I was in New York, I would take the subway up to school, and my school at that time was all the way up on East Eighty Fifth Street. Okay. Um, and I'm taking the bus. And there's a woman, I'm sitting in one of the, you know, looking across from you seats, not, mm-hmm. you know, north-south, but east-west seats. And she's sitting in a, in a, in a north-south seat. And she's sitting there, and she's got these big dragon lady fingernails, and she mm-hmm. starts digging up her nose. Okay. And this is a woman who appears to be in her 40s. Uh-huh. And she gets a big, wet booger yeah. out. And she, with one of her other nails, starts trying to dig it out from under her nail. Right, and it's not going, and it's stretching, and she's it's like turning into fucking play doh or yeah. silly putty, and then she just takes it and wipes it all across the. You know how there are handles uh, on the back of really? the seats and buses. Yeah, yeah. And she just wipes it all across the back of that, and I almost, I, I kind of threw up in my mouth. Yeah. And from that point on, I n- avoid. Yeah. Putting my hands directly on any New York City transit. Yeah, pole because it's people, harder to do on the bus though because the bus is more jostly and and they get more yeah, crowded for sure they get uh, more crowded and and you know I remember when the bus was and all the poles and too. stuff aren't yeah they're not as convenient no it's much harder I mean well they're they're the overhead ones that go over the seats and you hold like that. I haven't been on the bus in ages yeah but they're the overhead handholds right right it's not just a a pole mm-hmm. like the subway that runs right. overhead that you can still just hook your wrist over that. Yes. Yeah. I also have noticed that, you know, because of my GERD, I cough all the time. Mm-hmm. And, man, I can clear out a subway Oh, car. yeah. I, I was on a subway <laughs> this weekend, and I cleared my throat, and some dude ran away from me. Like, yeah. uh, like I just lit my head on fire. Yeah, I, I did that. I did it. I literally, I walked in the train, and I literally went <coughs> yeah. into my arm, yeah. which is what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Like, into my elbow. And I looked down, and this woman, who I didn't even cough in her direction, but she's sort of catty corner from me where I'm standing, and she's sitting in on on the uh, on she, she's sitting, yeah. And she pulls up <laughs> her uh, scarf to cover her face, yeah. And then she starts to try to slide over, but there's no room for her, uh-huh. and you could see her getting like panicky. And then she just gets up and walks uh, to another seat on the other side be of the pretty car. Pretty hard on people that uh, have a hard time with that stuff. I guess, yeah. If you're right. someone who's like totally paranoid it, about that shit, it's like a nightmare. It is 
on full blast on every newspaper, every radio, every piece of internet, everything. It's just everywhere. And God corona, forbid corona, you're, corona, you're corona. someone with, with like a CPOD or COPD, whatever it is, cardiopulmonary obstruction disorder, like okay. any kind of underlying lung issue, because okay. those are the people that die. Yeah. Because what this virus does is it, I can't remember specifically what it, it but it basically it attacks your lungs. Yeah. And if you if you're someone with like severe asthma uh-huh. or you have, uh, 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 you know, you're a serious smoker and have uh-huh. been for years or you have any kind of pulmonary uh, uh, or lung issue. Yeah. Uh, you're in real trouble. Okay. Like like those are the people that are kicking it off. All right. You know, they they did the, they were doing the thing of like, you know, in China, the bulk of the people that were dying were like men in their 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And women were not dying. It were dying at a much lower uh, oh, really? uh, percentage. But they realized because something like sixty or seventy percent of all men in China smoke, oh, okay. and a much smaller percentage of women smoke in China. Oh, and so they all have you know the men would have these super weak lungs, uh-huh. and uh, that's what would kill them. You get right. that pneumonia, yeah, and it doesn't go away. All right. But yeah, you know, look, guys, we're all going to probably die from the coronavirus. No, a lot of no. us are. Some people will. A lot but of people we, but, will. But I do think we're all going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, we're it, all going to get it. I think we're all going to get it, and I think a lot of people can die because. Yeah. Uh, I think the big issue is going to be that uh, there aren't enough respirators. No. So you're going to have all these people getting pneumonia uh-huh. and not being able to go on a respirator because there aren't enough. Sure. And that's a big problem. Okay. So there you go. All right. Nice way to uh, bump up Inspirational the message from Josh. That's right. And I know this, Noel, uh-huh. because I broke into the CDC and looked at all of their classified information, <laughs> which is amazing yes. because that feeds right into our topic today, Noel. And our topic today is? Our topic today is spies, how to get rich with them, how to sneak and look. In trade secrets to the top. You guys, spies, what are you going to do, right? Uh, so, ever since I was a little kid, I loved the idea of spies. You loved Spy versus Spy in Mad Magazine, I didn't did you? I did love Spy versus yeah. Spy. You definitely uh, seem like a Mad Magazine oh, kid. Massive Mad More Magazine. More than cracked, kid. right? You were 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I was a purist, yeah. yeah. Crack. A purist. The only thing that Crack had going for it is Don Martin, after he had gotten a feud with Mad, went mm-hmm. to Crack. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's the only thing that Crack had for it. Uh, other than that, it was a cheap imitation. It was. An insult to true connoisseurs. Um, a fine comedy. A fine comedy comedy everywhere what was your favorite part of mad magazine all of all of it. it you didn't like i always really like the uh parody shows yeah i like that, that. They did. i really did like don martin a lot yeah of uh, course uh, everything okay. the, the, uh i wasn't a huge fan when i was young mm-hmm. of david berg i don't remember what he, what it what was he his had like art? the it was like the guy with the pipe and he was like a middle class suburban guy, dad type. I don't remember that one. Uh, and then, but as I got older, though, I I, I liked it more. But uh, as a kid, I wasn't too crazy about that. Um, so spy versus spy. Spy no. versus spy. James Bond movies loved them. Six million dollars, man. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Get smart. I loved me some Get Smart. 
Uh, when I was younger, I almost got a chaos, uh, the symbol that they had. I almost got a tattoo of that when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Thank God if, you did. If the internet then was what it is today, and I could have just Googled exactly right. what it, what the image was that I wanted, I would have. It's just the only thing that stopped me is I couldn't quite find the right image right. that I thought I had, and then, but I didn't get a copy of it. Mm-hmm. At the, like, if, if if today was then, right, I, I'd have that. Also, very few people now would know what it meant. Doesn't matter. Weed out the dummies. Mm. Um, <laughs> because Get Smart was such a highly highbrow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, spies were sneaky and sexy and dangerous and had cool gadgets, guys. Uh, and in the time of the Cold War, it seemed like spies were the ones in the know, right? They were the real-life Batman out there. Then the wall came down, the USSR collapsed, and it seemed for a while like we all lived in a kinder world where there wasn't so much need or want for spies, right? But boy, was I wrong about that. Now there are more spies than ever, right? Uh, we spy in the Middle East. We spy in Russia. Russia spies on us. Middle East spies on us. We spy in China. China spies on us. Everyone's spying on each other. There's corporate spies. Huge. Uh, another thing I used to like when I was a kid were those spy stores. You ever go in those? Yeah, when yeah, kid? yeah, yeah, yeah. They were super there's, cool. There's still one right around me. Yeah, here. I know there are, but... Uh, they had all those weapons that mm-hmm. would collapse into nothing and cameras and everything. And then later, though, I found out about creeps and stalkers and my love for those stores faded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, when I talk about those doors or think about those doors, I still get pissed at creeps and uh, for ruining and it for stalkers you. for ruining them. Mm-hmm. If I just think of creeps and stalkers, that's not the first thing that goes to my head. But if I think of those stores... I have an anger against them. That's funny, because when I think of those stores, I think of you, and I guess that's the same as thinking of creeps and stalkers. Well, or maybe you're just a creep and a stalker, Mm. and you're thinking, where's Noel right now when we pull up my phone? I think that often. And see him from the frickin' camera I hid in his coat. In the stall he likes to use in the bathroom. Weirdo. Uh, you guys, uh, spy gadgets have always seemed a little bit... Sci-fi, right? They're kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, over time, slowly, the consumer-grade technology out there and available to all of us caught up, right? Surpassed, even. Yeah. Now we can all go out there and get glasses with cameras that are connected to the Internet. Uh, we can have watches that give us access to all of the info in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know back then it was just the idea that a watch, the walkie-talkie watch was the incredible, like Dick Tracy's yes, yes. walkie-talkie watch was the most incredible thing ever. Yeah. And now it's like the most basic sports watch puts that to shame. I know. I know. Uh, they can unlock doors, uh, right? Bitcoin, uh, they've replaced... Bags of German Barabons, right? Now you can just secretly move money or make payments. They can be done by a 12-year-old on a phone on the toilet, right? Bitcoin. We just did our taxes, 
And one of the new questions that uh -huh. has to be asked is whether you own any cryptocurrency. Really? Yeah. And I mean, not that anyone would ever say they do because mm -hmm. it's not like they can track you down. And yeah. But yeah, it's a new question, guys. Just wow. be prepared. Be prepared. Um, so with all these changes, you know, also the nature of spying has changed as well. Right? There's still some out there that do the traditional old thing, right? Maria Bettina. She she walked amongst the rich and powerful and seduced them to give her her secrets, their secrets. Who? Maria Bettina. Who's that? She was the the redhead uh who was Oh, right. The yeah, RNA. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, uh There's uh but most spying out there is done by hacking Right, breaking into giant databases, hijacking cameras, harvesting phone location data, drones controlled from thousands of miles away. Right now, we can secretly know more about things than ever before, but it's it's lost a bit of its sex appeal, right? It's danger. Has become a little more pedestrian. So I'm trying to think, like, what, what's some sort of thing that all spies need that they can't already get at Best Buy, right? What's something that can be useful to all spies from the secret agent types, the Maria Patinas that are still out there, mm -hmm. or, you know, the, the basement-dwelling hacker? So one thing that they all have in common is they know that if... They get apprehended. They need to keep their mouth shut, right? That's the one thing, the one common thread, right? So spies train in this, right? They they have breathing techniques to help them tolerate waterboarding. They have uh, meditation to help you put your mind outside of yourself to withstand pain. Mm -hmm. They have self-hypnosis to help keep their spirits up, all these types of things. But they all know one thing. There's one thing out there that'll make any spy talk, right? And uh, there's one last resort that interrogators know they have in their back pocket to get what they need. And that one thing, guys, is jumper cables to the balls. <laughs> what right? if you're a lady? Well, or crotch, right? Okay. The jumper cables to the whatever, <laughs> labia or whatever. <laughs> uh, if it, So... If you want to be gender neutral, we'll just say crotch. Okay. Right? Every spy knows. There's no getting around it. What if you came up with a way for them? And and, and it would help the, the basement-dwelling hackers. It helped them feel like they're more in the mix, in the danger. They've got their, their uh, piece of spy bling, right? What could you do for them? This is what you do. You give them grounded balls, right? So what you do <clears throat> is you thread a wire, mm -hmm. a metal wire, coat hanger possibly, mm -hmm. from the crotch. Seems a little big. It could be smaller if you want, but a uh -huh. coat hanger would work in a pinch. <laughs> and you thread it down uh -huh. into the foot. Uh-huh. You got a little tap on the foot so that they can ground themselves. If for some chance they're tied to a table and 
and tortured to get their 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 info, no problem. You know, can't ground yourself. You implant a battery, a rechargeable battery in their mm. foot. And all that power that mm-hmm. they try to zap into your balls, right down into the battery, it charges it up. You can charge your phone with it later. Mm. You could you could touch them and zap oh, them. That, I think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could do all sorts or of things. Or maybe you'll electrocute them with your balls. But this is not the type of surgery that's going to take a lot of training to do. You're going to be the only person on the block given these. Yep. And you're going to have spies. Like, it's Eric Snowden's mm-hmm. going to be in your basement getting. Does he uh, qualify as a spy? Yes. Nowadays, yes. Why? Because he is a stealer of data. Yeah, but he didn't sell it to anyone. He oh, just really? Put it, he just put it you're out kidding there. Kidding yourself. He just put it out there. There, there was didn't a thing I read. It? I read about all sorts of spies, and there was one which I thought the only thing that I really noticed at first was it was funny. She was also a recent uh, person who got caught here. Uh, as a spy who also was basically doing the same thing, seducing her way into powerful people's lives where she could take stuff. Um, and uh, <laughs> she looked exactly like Maria Patina. I'm like, oh, they got a they got a look that they're going for. Um, but then after she went back, she got arrested and then was swamped with a a spy exchange with Russia, and then. After she got back, has been like a uh, like a a model in men's magazines in Russia, mm-hmm. and then uh, told I think it was Snowden told him that she would have his baby, uh, and then had a baby and won't say where it came from after she visited him. Well, she's just crazy. No, she was arrested as a spy and then got traded back on a spy. Trade. Yeah, I understand, but she's also just crazy. No, she's an asset. Uh, well, I don't under put the whole, uh, <laughs> okay. Point being, all the spies, uh-huh. all the types of spies, you are going to ground their balls, their labias, whatever their crotches, and make it so that they can get captured and they will not talk. I like the and idea. They will pay dearly. I like the idea of the battery in there uh-huh. because then when the spy does that thing where they are able to get out of the chair but they don't have any uh any weaponry on them. Yeah. They can jump on the guy, yeah. and cram their nuts in his face, yep, and then electrocute him. Yep. Or if you you <coughs> say you're left in the room alone when you when you get out, an electric uh, tea bag they'll call it. You, you could take you could take your nuts, and you could use your nuts to weld uh, the lock out oh, of the door. Oh, absolutely! Or weld the door weld shut. Yeah, or weld the door shut. Yeah, and then you'd be locked in there. Well, but or vice versa. You know, you yeah. get out and then you lock them in there by yeah. welding. Just those sparks coming out of your penis. Yeah, it's incredible. I like that. I thought you were going to go with uh, silicone nut and uh, vagina covering. Oh no. Covering. no, no, because, no, no! Because you know, no. rubber absorbs. Uh, uh, you know. Hey, spy got to be ready to play. Yeah, no. You know. Yeah, no, that's solid. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Although I do remember in that uh, uh, the first Daniel Craig uh, uh, one, mm-hmm. they put him in the chair with the big hole in it and were smacking him in the nuts with a big heavy rope. So they weren't doing electrocution. Next after that would have come electrocution. 
That's the heavy rope as you just you know you uh-huh. just associate. You're like, no, I'm on a beach. I'm on a beach. I'm right. I got gotcha. a Corona. Right. And just some stranger just smacking me in the balls. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, solid. But you can't get through that electric bar. No, I hear you. You're absolutely right. How often do you see it in any any time they're trying to extract information from yep. someone? It's a uh, car battery. I don't know why they don't start with it. Car battery to the balls. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. I mean, I don't know how to top that one, <laughs> okay. and I probably won't. All right. But uh, I was reading about sort of like real spy stories, mm-hmm. incredible spy stories, and I started reading about uh, uh, there was a uh, uh, an asset, an American asset for the Russians yeah. in uh, uh, heart of the Cold War, who was a colonel in the army that was stationed in West Germany. Oh, okay, and uh, his he had told his handlers on the eastern side mm-hmm. that he could get them uh, uh, this weapon that the Americans had created that was basically a small nuclear bomb that could be shot like a, a, a you know from like a bazooka okay but it would hold it you would you know still nuclear and could do some real damage mm-hmm. and they were like absolutely we yeah, want to see that in. we want that so he gathered up the stuff he grabbed it he brought it to them they paid him a lot of money at the time for it they uh while he was there, they ran a little radiation test over it, and the yeah. reading seemed right for the <laughs> amount of... Yep. yep. They packed it up, shipped it back to Russia. Okay. Uh, turned out that it was a fake. What? It was a metal shell that had been filled with uh, some radioactive waste, mm-hmm. and uh, it just so happened that this American colonel, like two days after he had done this deal, mm-hmm. was being shipped back to the States. Oh, uh, boy. So he walked away with a bunch of Ruski, some rubles, yeah, and did pretty well for himself. And then I was looking up. I said, "Wow, that was during the heyday of yeah. spy stuff." Wonder if there's more situations where it shows spies ripping off government. Oh, sure. And I found a really recent one. Just two years ago. Okay. The New York Times reported that after months of secret negotiations, a shadowy Russian built American spies out of $100,000. Hmm. It was a deal that was uh, 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 the Russian agent was supposed to deliver the stolen National Security Agency cyber weapon codes that the NSA was freaking out about having lost. Um, and with it, they were also claiming that they had all of this compromising material on President Trump, mm-hmm. which was actually the thing that gave the uh, uh, NSA and the CIA pause. They didn't want any of the Trump stuff that this person was claiming to have. All they wanted were the NSA codes. Mm-hmm. The total amount that this person was supposed to get was a million dollars in 10 payments. But after the first payment of $100,000 where he passed over only pretty suspect information about Trump did the U.S. decide that the deal wasn't going to happen, that, that it was bullshit. All right. But this person still got away with 100 k of U.S. money. Uh, also in 2018, 
an official from the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA, had been selling secrets to China uh-huh. in exchange for at least 800K. Okay. So what I'm getting to here is there's big money mm-hmm. in selling secrets yep. to foreign governments. Uh-huh. Or to having secrets yeah. from foreign governments. Um, <clears throat> but it seems pretty clear to me yeah. that a lot of due diligence isn't done. Okay. So this is what you're going to do, guys. You're going to go on the interwebs, mm-hmm. and you're going to find out which governments around the world want what yeah. from different countries. Mm-hmm. U.S., you know the U.S. would love to have as much information on Iran oh, yeah. and uh, North, North Korea. Korea's nuclear sites as they could find. Please. All you have to do is dangle that carrot. Yeah. You get someone to drop some schematics, some fake confidential uh, 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 numbers about uh, you know how they're, sure. they're making this bomb and that bomb and yeah. how close they are to being finished and when they'll be sending them to the U.S. and blah, 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 blah. You can get millions of dollars, yep. guys. A little yellow cake M- journalism. Millions and millions of those U.S. dollars. Yep. Or other countries' dollars. You yeah. know? You can go to North Korea and say, I've got all this American information. Yeah. And that's even better because they'll buy anything. Oh, yeah. They'll just be happy to have the info, and they won't know what, what's true or not. No. You'll just send them shit, you know, and they'll be like, oh... Donald Trump is going to be king of America. Yeah. That's information we didn't know and write up a whole plan about how Donald Trump is actually a Russian asset yeah. who wants to be king of America. Yeah. Might be true. Uh, it might be true. true. You can make it true yeah. if you want. Yeah. If you want to make it easier um, on yourself, just make it true. But anyway, then I thought the other thing is, okay, you know, when you listen to the big conspiracy sites like InfoWars, uh-huh. uh, 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 The Blaze, mm-hmm. um, those crazy sort of right-wing conspiracy sites, they love to cite CIA intelligence officers or right. FBI intelligence officers that they know who give them certain bits of information. Uh-huh. Well, why don't you just be that guy? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to come up with, you know, the beauty of it is these guys will believe anything. Yeah. Get a trench coat, you're in. Yep, exactly. And you can just sell them that stuff. I'm sure Alex Jones pays big dollars <gasps> for information yeah. that people make up about the U.S. government yeah, and, you know, the deep state uh-huh. and whatever it may be. Yeah. So there you go, guys. There you go. That's fantastic. If you want to reach out, give Josh some money, give me some money, uh, you can do that. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Knoll show page, hit the sponsor button, pledge amount. Half that money goes to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you if you only want to give Radio Free Brooklyn money, uh, and you don't want to give us money, you you're allowed to do that. Uh, we'll think less of you. But uh, to do that, you would go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, just to that front page, hit the pledge button. All that money from that page would go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Keep the lights on. Keep the servers humming. Keep the ears happy around the world. Uh, you could feel good about yourself, even though we'll hate you. Uh, and uh, you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 charitable organization. 
If you want to help in other ways, you can uh, get the newsletter. You can download the app. Uh, you guys, you've heard me say it before, unless this is the first time listening to the show. Radio Free Brooklyn is in the middle of a fund drive, their Drive to Five campaign. Radio Free Brooklyn, we're about to turn five years old, and we need to raise some money in order to make us more self-sustainable. If you like this show, if you want to keep hearing this show, yeah, just give us some money, right? You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. There's a quiz you can take for a chance to win. They got T-shirts made by all these designers. You can win one of those, or you can just give us a donation and uh, get yours today. You can go to our, you can text <laughs> RFB Give Five to 44321, and you can go to another pledge page from there. That's RFB five, 3 to 5? RFB Give Five, and uh-huh. you text that to 44321. Three, two, one. Uh, Is it five spelt or five the number? Uh, f- number five. Gotcha. Uh, and and uh, th- another thing, too. If you can't afford to give any money, uh, but you still want to pretend you did and you want a chance to win the T-shirt and you don't want to take the quiz, they got another way. You can call their special voicemail, 718-673-8201. Leave a message low and... N- Letting us know why you love RFB, wishing us a happy birthday. Uh, you got to consent that the message may be played on the air. You might win something. You guys, just give us some freaking money. Come on. Yeah, Josh scours the internet for rules, you know, for other ways for you to get rich, and he slips them in right here, right now, right now. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. The first major problem that all rich people face is misunderstanding. There are so many people who've accomplished the echelons of success. They've made a lot of money. They've done exactly what they know they're supposed to do. But they're still largely misunderstood by the masses. Not only are they misunderstood by the masses, they may also be misunderstood by their family by their clients, by their employees, by their neighbors. Now I've talked to a lot of people and I can tell you there are many virtues of being wealthy. Most of all, you have money. A lot of times you have freedom, you have options, and you have opportunities. Others will be jealous of you. Others will hate you just because you have money. Some people will even call you greedy. They'll call you selfish. They'll even call you evil just because you have more money than they do. I'm gonna be straightforward with you and tell you that even though you have money on your side, certain people will hate you just because you're doing something that they know they can never do in their own lives. Yeah, you know what? With all that fucking money, yeah. hire a shrink. Yeah. I'm no, not a lot of sympathy. <laughs> you know what I thought was interesting? What? Of all the virtues that uh-huh. he referred to of people being rich, they were all about the person, right? Yeah. It wasn't about you can help people in a yeah. community. You can build schools. Yeah. None of it was that. It was like you, you're rich. Yeah. You can have a lot of time off. Yeah. You get to travel. You can hire hookers. Yeah. 
They'll you, understand yeah, you. If you guys don't like us or think we're morons, we urge you, listen to some Daniel Alley. Go to YouTube, look <laughs> them you up, wanna, you and you'll hear have a, moron. a new appreciation for, like, these guys are on the ball, and, ugh, you guys. But we're getting back to the business of getting you rich with spies, right? So I was reading about spies and came across something by accident, actually, on a government site that listed ways to spot spies, and it also stated that turning in spies can get you up to $500,000 reward. And I thought, that's great. Wow. Uh, so I looked up, how do we recruit spies, right? And <laughs> seems like there's more than ever. The Trump-Russia scandals revealed uh, that they have made it up to the top rungs of our society. Uh, so my initial idea was to act now to pr- pretend to be a Russian or Chinese or Saudi and recruit a slew of campaign workers to be your minions, then turn them in for a half a million a pop. But uh, the way things are going, the problem with that idea is there's a very good chance that nobody may care, uh, and you will be left penniless. So I started uh, back to my research, started looking up spies through history. Uh, Some were folks that had high security access and took secrets, but a lot of them were not. A lot were just picked up something here, and dropped it off there and asked no questions, right? Uh, and truth be told, even the ones with security clearance seemed to be doing more of that than anything else. Uh, what motivated them? A lot of them were motivated by money, right? Uh, they were sociopaths who had no qualms with how they made their riches. Some were motivated by blackmail. There was one spy I read about who frequented high-class orgies uh, to then turn the big wigs who attended into spies by blackmailing them, right? And then uh, apparently in the old days, being gay was used in the same manner, but no one cares about any of that anymore. Half of Brooklyn posts about their polyorgies on Instagram every weekend. Polyorgies? Yeah, polyorgies. Uh, <laughs> uh, and But some of these spies were just passionate for the cause, mm-hmm. right? People who helped Russia because they were anti-fascists, right? Mm-hmm. Bomb plans were given... By people who, uh, atomic bomb, by people who wanted to maintain the balance of power in the world. Uh, so, what is something out there that people feel passionately about today that we could harness? Something covert is even better. There's many things out there, uh, but the one I'm going to talk about is QAnon, right? A lot of people know something big is down. They want to join the fight. All they're getting are hints on the internet, on Reddit. So, you're going to recruit spies. For QAnon. Is that where you find QAnon on Reddit? Yeah. Well, uh, well, no. More on Reddit offshoots, right? On the, the 4chan, the 8chan. Oh, the, okay. The grosser it gets, the more the QE it is. Uh, so you're not going to recruit star players, right? You're going to recruit cogs that will help in the fight by making the machine run, right? So... People who won't ask questions when asked to pick up a package from A, Uh bring it to B, right? And you're going to set up an app where you can contact these people. Say, hey, you got to go here, pick up a box, bring it over here, drop it off. Don't ask questions. A week later, they get another text sent to them. Hey, you got to go to, you know, Lucky Fong's Chinese restaurant. They got a bag there for you. You're going to take that bag <clears throat> over to this apartment. You're going to leave it. Walk mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Walk away. Just walk away. 
and they're going to be going around taking all your secret packages everywhere you want. The thing is, though, the real secret is, is you are running your own delivery service with free labor from people who think they're doing QAnon spying. Mm-hmm. And if it's not profitable enough or if you just get sick of doing it, mm-hmm. you got to take some of that money you're making along the way and you're going to go on the dark webs. You're going to get yourself some secret docs and you're going to text them to everyone right near the end. And then you're going to turn them in to the government oh. because as spies, they right. all have top secret docs on their phones, 500000 bucks a pop. You're gonna pay it, then pay it, then pay it. Right. No, that's great. And yeah. you're you're when you say as a delivery service, are you talking about just using them as a regular old yep. delivery service? Yep. It's and gonna they be just don't FedEx slap right. u- slash yeah. Uber no, food I love it. slash whatever. Yeah. Right. Could you imagine? Yeah. And he's picking up like a, he's going to Lucky Lee's, and he's like, "Why is this bag so hot?" Yeah. Because it's full of of of, uh, of hot of secrets. Wonton soup. Yeah. Uh, that's great. No, you're killing it today, man. Ah, there you go. You're killing it. <laughs> uh, so real quick, have yeah. you ever heard of the NGA or the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency? Okay. So this was something that went viral a few years ago because uh, uh, there was a video of Barack Obama going around talking to people at a local diner in D.C. Mm-hmm. or eatery in D.C. And he comes upon this guy and he said, hey, how are you? What do you do? And the guy says, well, I work at the NGA, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. And Barack Obama had no idea what this group was. Okay. He was like, the NGA, the National Geospatial, and he couldn't remember the rest of what the guy had mm-hmm. said. And he was like, what do, you, sure. what do you do there? Turns out the NGA uh-huh. is one of the five branches of the uh, secret spy game in this country. Oh. Um, <laughs> what they do specifically is... Uh, 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 their primary function is to analyze the billions of images and miles of video captured by drones in the Middle East and spy satellites circling Ooh. the gro- globe. Okay. They have the currently have the third largest building in wa- in the Washington metropolitan area, bigger mm-hmm. than the CIA capital, the CIA headquarters, and the U.S. Capitol. Costs one point four billion dollars with the main building measuring four football fields long. In twenty sixteen. Wow. The agency purchased 99 acres in St. Louis to construct additional buildings at a cost of $1.75 billion to accommodate the growing workforce. And they already, at that point, had 3,000 employees in St. Louis alone. Okay. Okay? They are pretty soon going to possibly be the biggest employer in St. Louis. They ha- have no real oversight going on there. Mm-hmm. So uh, 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 the DOD, the Department of Defense, decided to do an investigation to make sure they weren't using drones on America because there's n- nothing saying that they aren't. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2016, the Pentagon released uh, the results of this investigation saying that they had only used it on 20 occasions, <laughs> uh, 11 of them were uh, during uh, major uh, 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 in uh, uh, twenty occasions over from in in a ten year period of time, and at least eleven of those occasions were during uh, major storms. You know, uh, tragedy situations where okay. they needed like actually it was helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they did reveal was that all missions were conducted within full compliance of the law but noted that 
there were no standardized federal statutes that specifically addressed the employment of the capability provided by uh, unmanned aircraft systems if requested by domestic civil authorities. What that means is if the cops need or want drones Mm -hmm. circling their city, just keeping an eye on all of us, there's nothing there to say that they can't have it if they want it. Okay. This is what you're going to do, guys. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but a deal has been made with the Taliban. Mm-hmm. We're going to be at Afghanistan soon. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of drones just sitting around collecting dust. Yeah. You know what happens with stuff like that? It disappears. It gets sold off. Yeah. People buy it. Yeah, yeah. They don't need it anymore. We got all these drones. Let's sell them off at dollar value. Yeah. You're going to go out and you're going to buy a bunch of these drones, and you're going to call up cities like Baltimore, yeah. cities like L.A., cities like, you know, pick your poison. You're going to call up all these governors and say, hey, no law saying we can't do it. I'm going to charge you X amount of dollars to fly an unmanned drone mm-hmm. over your city all day 24/7. long. 24-7. 24-7. You're going to have... that never blinks. You're going to have surveillance on every pot smoker, yeah. every chain stealer, Every whatever you want to yeah. surveil, yeah, and we're gonna be there for you, and you're gonna make a freaking fortune. That is fantastic, you guys. If you want to get in touch with Josh, tell him how good you think his ideas are. You can get him on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email him at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Get him on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere you get a podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. You guys do this. I'm sick of telling you, and you're not doing it. Uh, if you only listen in podcast form, tune in. Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before anyone else. Get her in there a little early. Listen to Art Star Scheme scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to the circuit. Guys, how do you know that our ideas are so good that you can risk all the money you got Borrow money from your parents, from your family, from your friends. Remortgage your home. It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich, which to which we judge our schemes by. Where they come from this week? Uh, Ten rules to become rich and successful from the Strive.co. All right. Number one: Wake up. Wake up, guys. Spies are everywhere. Wake up. You got an electrode on your testicle. That's gonna wake you up. That'll wake you up. That's right. Uh, number two. Number two. Uh, uh, be honest. Be honest, right? None. It's done with a question mark. Yeah. It's done with a question mark. It's done with the wink. It's done with a nod. Screw them. Get paid. Yeah, we're two for two, Noel, so yeah. we're definitely getting rich. So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.